Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Wednesday, June the 8th. 2022. It is currently 8.11 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live two stories above a street right here in Abilene, Texas. And speaking of a street, what comes to your mind when you hear the term Wall Street? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Be honest. Wall Street. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Wall Street. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear this? Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? The Wall Street Journal. Business news, right? Stocks, the economy, economics. Is that what comes to your mind? Maybe I'm the only one, but when I think of the Wall Street Journal or Wall Street, I think business, I think the stock market, I think economics, That's what I think about. So I was a little bit confused when I don't even know what website I was at. I was at some website. I don't, let me see if I can go back and find it. Okay, I was at a website and it said around the way, it was a Christian website. It was a a, a Christian website and and they have a section called around the web. In fact, I was at, uh, where was I? Let me look here. I was at um, thegospelcoalition.org, thegospelcoalition.org. So a Christian website, right? Now, I know some people think they're liberal and woke. Okay, I understand that. The gospelcoalition.org. I'm not here to get into an argument about whether you like them or don't like them, but that's where I was. So I'm, sit- I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the gospelcoalition.org, and I look at their section around the web, and they have something, uh, the first one, what is the difference between grumbling and lament? Oh, and I'm like, that, we've been talking about biblical lament let, let's do that. Let's grab that and let's talk about it. I'm, I'm like, okay. But then underneath that, I saw the Apocryphal Gospels Review, Good News and Fake News. I'm like, the Apocryphal Gospels Review. I'm like, okay, I wonder if this is a book about the Apocryphal Gospels. Okay. And, and, and I'm like, that that's interesting. So that's that's all I saw. I saw the title. I didn't look anywhere else. And I just immediately clicked on that. I clicked on it. And also I'm like, wait, that just took me to the Wall Street Journal. I'm like, okay, th- this has to be a mistake. This has to be a mistake. It took me to the Wall Street Journal. Now, I know some of you, you may be far more familiar with the content of the Wall Street Journal. And you may be saying, well, that's nothing unique. It's nothing interesting. Look, I understand that. I'm just being honest with my reaction, okay? So I don't need you to correct me and go, no, that's coming. It may be coming. I'm just telling you, my reaction was, wait a minute, the Wall Street Journal. So I clicked back going, did I, did I, did I click the right article? And I clicked it again. Okay, so I looked at the title again, the Apocryphal Gospels Review, Good News and Fake News. So I clicked on it again. I'm like, the Wall Street Journal. I'm like, what is this? So it said it's in a section called Books and Arts, Books, Bookshelf. I'm like, oh, so this, this is has to be a review about a book on this subject. So I grabbed my iPad and in my best news voice, I started reading the article, the Apocryphal Gospels Review, Good News and Fake News. Reading the non-canonical accounts of Jesus gives us some idea of why Matthew Mark, Luke, and John get all the attention. I'm like, okay, so 
So what's going on here? Reading the non-canonical accounts of Jesus gives us some idea why Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John gets all the attention. Okay, then underneath that, they have a, 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 a picture that had been drawn. I don't know where this photo comes from. It looks like it looks like it's like uh, like painted almost on a wall because part of it is missing, or maybe just part of the painting has been damaged. I don't know. But it says a scene of the baby Jesus from the apocryphal gospels. I'm like, okay, so I need a little bit more information. I noticed that it um, was published on June the 6th, 2022 at 6.59 p.m. And I'm like, okay, so just a couple of days ago. So a couple of days ago, the Wall Street Journal posted an article about the apocryphal gospels and it says review. So it has to be about a book. And I'm like, okay, I want to get the name of the book. Let's, let's see what we can do with this. All right. So then I started reading and December, 1945, Muhammad Ali. And I'm like, wait, uh, Muhammad, Muhammad, or Muhammad Ali, not Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. And I'm like, wait a minute, Muhammad Ali. 1945. I'm like, wait, okay, what's going on here? Then it says in December 1945, Muhammad Ali, not the boxer, but the peasant farmer from Nag Hammadi, a town of Upper Egypt. I'm like, okay, so Muhammad Ali, December 1945, not the boxer, but a peasant farmer from Nag Hammadi. I'm like, oh, wait, I think I remember this story. I think I remember this story. I'm like, let me keep reading. So this peasant farmer from Nag Hammadi, a town of Upper Egypt, uncovered an ancient earth, earthenware jar. Muhammad and his brothers broke it open and found books, 13 in all, among them more than 50 ancient Christian texts. The circumstances of the discovery have long been debated. The books may not have come from a jar after all, but no one disputes that he made one of the greatest archaeological finds in the modern era. The catch of Christian texts came to be known as the Gnostic Gospels. The discovery upended the world of biblical scholarship. The new text generated an insatiable interest in the so-called apocryphal Gospels, the ones not included in our Bibles. And then I scrolled up and I'm like, wait, no, what? No, what do you know? Because as soon as I scroll up, the article stops and it says, subscribe. Continue reading your article with a Wall Street Journal membership. And I'm like, no, you can't do this to me. I, you don't even give me the name of the book because I, I don't even care what you have to say. Give me the name of the book. Has, has a new book been published about the Gnostic Gospels? What's going on? Now, remember, one of the things I try to do with my podcast different than everyone else is a lot of people just try to come up with a program. They edit it to death. And, it, and, they, and they do it in a very, you know, professional way. And there's nothing wrong with that approach. I just kind of like the more real, like just turn on the microphone and talk about whatever is happening. So this is what just happened 
So I'm here going, wait, does anyone out there has a, have a subscription to the Wall Street Journal? I don't want you to send me the article. I don't want you to cut and paste. I don't want you to do anything that would violate copyright. I just need you to tell me what the name of the book is so that I can look it up. I can add it to the Theology Central Book Club. I can do that. And maybe we can see, wait a minute, are we getting ready to get some explosion of interest in the Gnostic Gospels again? Are, are we going to have, are we going to kind of go through that phrase that everyone's talking about the hidden gospels, the Gnostic gospels? Are, are, is that, is that, are we go, getting ready to go through that again? Because I mean, that, that kind of comes in waves, right? Kind of comes in waves. Remember, usually sometime around Easter, it would be the Discovery Channel, the History Channel, the Gnostic gospels, the gospels they didn't want you to read, the hidden gospels. During the Da Vinci Code, same thing happened. There's always these times where the Gnostic gospels become the latest fad. And like, those are the real gospels, and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they're fake. And everyone starts having these debates. So if you have an, a subscription to the Wall Street Journal, again, I don't want you to. I don't want to violate anything. I just need to know, is this a review of a book? I, I, I mean, so is the book called Good News? I, I'm going to do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to copy the headline here. I'm going to copy the headline here. There's got to be some way to get more information. There has to be. Let's do, let's do this. I know this is all happening in, in, real, life in, in real time, but that's okay. Um, let's see here. No, that's not good. No, that's not good. That's not good. Let's see. I guess Flipboard. Does Flipboard give us some information here? Uh, nope. They don't. They don't give. They just send us right back to the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> so I don't know if it's a book. I don't. I don't know. You would. It, it, it's in the books section of the Wall Street Journal. It has to be a book. What book? Is this a brand new book on the Gnostic Gospels or the Apocryphal Gospels, known as sometimes known as the Gnostic Gospels? Is we need to, is there a new book out about the ap Apocryphal Gospels? If there is, we need to figure out, is this written for academics or is it written for the common person? Is it going to sell lots of copies? Is it going to become the latest big you know, controversial thing and Christian apologetics. Is it something we need to warn? Uh, you need to warn your church members about. You need to stand behind the pulpit and say, hey, this new book's coming out. There's going to be lots of discussions about the Gnostic Gospels. So we're going to spend next Sunday talking about the Gnostic Gospels so you can be equipped and you can be prepared so you will not be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. Now, I know that in reality, nobody does that, but that, that's a whole different story. Um, but there, it's the Wall Street Journal. And I, I, and I don't really feel like subscribing just so that I can read the article. I really don't. I really don't. Um, I don't. There's got to be someone out there with, with us. If you can find out if there's a book, let me know. But let's do this. Since this is how I get, I, I'm assuming it's a book. It's a, it's, I'm assuming it's a book. And yes, some will say that that discovery, remember the Wall Street uh, uh, Journal article said the discovery um, of these Christian texts, which came to be known as the Gnostic Gospels, upended the world of biblical scholarship. The new texts generated an, an insatiable interest in the so-called apoc apocryphal Gospels, the ones not included in our Bibles. And an insatiable interest. I think it's a, I think it's a 
come and go interest. It comes in, everybody's like, ooh, and then it kind of goes. And then it maybe within certain academic circles, there's an insatiable interest in the Gnostic Gospels. But let's let's take a little bit of time to kind of get you some, some familiarity with the Apocryphal Gospels. And I'm going to rely once again on the great work of the Got Questions people because, well, it's always just easy to pull these things up. But here's what they say. The word Apocrypha is from the Greek word for obscure or hidden. The Apocryphal Gospels are so named since they were not prominent in the early church. Now, that's important. If they're not prominent in the early church, one of the ways you can argue... now. We can get a, a, a never-ending discussion and debate about the formation of the canon, but a lot of things you do is like which – one of the things you do is you try to find uh, ancient lectionaries. Lectionaries is basically gives you – like they asked, there was assigned readings for, for specific Sundays, and here's the reading. And you would look at the, the assigned scripture that would be read and would be preached in the church, right? Just like in a liturgical church today that has either a three-year lectionary or one-year lectionary. They're like, this is the, these are the readings for this Sunday. These are the readings for this Sunday. Well, if you find the ancient lectionaries, you can go, oh, those were the scriptures they were using. Those were the scriptures they were using. And if you see that there was a kind of a universal agreement on this book or a universal agreement on this book, well, then you can argue, okay, those belong in the canon. And if you can see that the church rejected others, you can say not so much. Now, this does rely on the authority of the church or at least the practice of the church to determine it, which we can get into all kinds of disputes and discussions about. But it is interesting that the Gnostic Gospels were not prominent in the early church. Now, the conspiratorial think thinkers will say, see, they weren't used in the church because they wanted it hidden. See, the Gnostic Gospels, they have the truth. But the, the canonical Gospels, no, 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 they're not true. They're the fake. The, the Gnostic Gospels are true. The canonical Gospels are fake. That's, that's usually where this goes. Uh, okay. Ah, oh, okay. Someone just found this on Amazon, released in January 2022. The Apocryphal Gospels, Jesus Traditions Outside the Bible. Let's see if we can, let's see if we can find this. All right, so I'm going to do this. Because um, maybe if I see the cover of it, there'll be something here. So the Apocryphal, see, the Apocryphal Gospels. Okay, I'm going to be the Apocryphal Gospels. Hang on. Apocryphal Gospels. Give me one second. I got to type all this out live on the air. I don't have a producer doing this. Jesus tradition. See, uh, outside of the Bible. Okay. Outside, if I can spell right, outside of the Bible. All right, let's see if we can do this. Uh, here it is. Uh, wait, no, I need it. I need it from Amazon. Nope, I don't want that. Here we go. Yeah, I don't know if that's it or not. That is interesting that this seems to be a newer one. Uh, the Apocryphal Gospels, Jesus Traditions Outside of the Bible. I don't know if that's the book they're referencing, but I'm going to save this to my notes because if we find out that it is, 
then we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it. If it isn't, then that means there was a book, a book produced in January 2022, and now there's another one, possibly. We won't know. I, w- I was hoping that the photograph that is used in the beginning of the Wall Street Journal article possibly serves as the cover of the book. That's what I was looking to see, and it, because if it was the same artwork, then it would be coincidental. I think it would be more than coincidental. All right, but let's get back to this. So the word apocrypha is from the Greek word obscure, Again, the apocryphal gospels are so named since they were not prominent in the early church. And just remember how it works. So on one hand, you can make an argument. These are the ones that were used so we can tell that these belong in the canon. Others would be like, wait a minute, though, the fact that they were used and these others were not used is because they were covering up something. So it, it all depends on your perspective. If you go kind of a consp- conspiratorial way or you've be- if you believe the majority thinking, the group thinking was the correct one. And then yeah, you could go back and forth all day on that. But here we go. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are known as the canonical gospels because they were recognized by the early church as being accurate, authoritative, and inspired. Uh, inspired accounts of the life and teaching of Jesus. However, in addition to these four works, there are there were a great number of other works that purported to record other words and deeds of Jesus. These works are not authoritative or inspired and sometimes not even accurate records of the life and teaching of Jesus. Many of the apocryphal gospels were considered by the early church to be useful, that's interesting, but not inspired. And the years since, more works such as the Gnostic Gospels have come to light, which the early church would have considered heretical. Currently, the term apocryphal Gospels applies to any non-canonical early work that purports to record the life and teaching of Jesus. Neither Roman Catholics, nor Eastern Orthodox, nor Protestants accept any of the apocryphal Gospels as authoritative or inspired. However, modern scholarship... Uh, generally accept these Gospels as accurate records needed to give us a full picture of the life and teachings of Jesus. So no, no, no denomination, none, Roman, Greek, Orthodox, Protestant, none of, so the church has rejected the canonical gospel, or the canonical, the Gnostic Gospels, they've rejected them. However, Modern scholarship have accepted the Gnostic Gospels as being, as their words, an accurate, as accurate records and needed to give us a full picture of the life and teaching of Jesus. So modern scholarship says you need the canonical, you need the Gnostic Gospels, you need to put them together, and voila, you get a full picture. I think voila, you get a contradictory mess, but that's a whole different discussion. Uh, Some of the apocryphal gospels are lost to us, but are mentioned in other early Christian writings and would have been considered helpful, though not inspired. Uh, These works include the Gospel of Andrew, the Gospel of Bartholomew, the Gospel of Barnabas, and Memoirs of the Apostles. Some of the apocryphal gospels are the work of heretical groups that attempted to co-opt the teachings of Jesus for their own purpose. Uh, among these are things like the Gospel of Thomas, the Gospel of Judas, the Gospel of Mary, the Gospel of Philip, and the Gospel of Truth. The Gospel of Thomas is probably best known because it was popularized by Princeton University professor of religion, Elaine Pagels, in her 2004 bestseller, Beyond Belief, The Secret Gospel of Thomas. Do you remember that? All of that buzz and 
controversy and everyone yelling about that. Do you, uh, okay, maybe you don't remember, but uh, there you go. Um, some of the apocryphal gospels, like the Gospel of Peter, are just bizarre. In this work, we encounter an actual talking cross. The Gospel of Mark has been recently come to light and suggests that Jesus may have had a homosexual relationship with Mark. Further investigation suggests that this find was a hoax perpetrated by Morton Smith, the man who claimed to have discovered it. However, modern critical scholarship uncritically accepted it as genuine for a time. Because of the wide variety of teachings in these apocryphal Gospels, some scholars prefer to speak of early Christianities, implying that there was never a single unified, accurate, authoritative teaching about Jesus, but that each group collected partial truth to suit their own needs. The group that we now call Orthodox was the group that eventually gained prominence. Thus, the Gospels that they preferred, the canonical Gospels, were accepted as authoritative, while the others were suppressed. This is essentially the premise behind Dan Brown's novel, The Da Vinci Code. Such theories contradict the fact that the early church received the faith that was once and all entrusted to God's holy people, Jude 1.3. On further investigation, we find that the apocryphal gospels that present some of the most divergent views on who Jesus was and what he taught were written later than the canonical gospels. There is no evidence for the view they present in other writings of the early church. Scholars who put all the Gospels on equal footing tend to be hypercritical of the canonical Gospels and overly accommodating to the apocryphal or Gnostic Gospels. The uh, apocryphal Gospels are all readily available online for whoever wants to read them. From a scholarly evangelical analysis of the apocryphal Gospels, we recommend Fabricating Jesus, How Modern Scholarship Distorts the Gospel by Craig Evans, and the more popular level explanation, we recommend chapter one of The Case for the Real Jesus by Lee Strobel. Now, that that comes at it from a more biblical Christian perspective, but for some reason, the Wall Street Journal, just in the last few days, has posted, it appears to be a review about a book about the apocryphal gospels. We just don't know I don't know if the one this person found that was published, released in January 2022, called the Apocryphal Gospels, Jesus Traditions Outside the Bible. We don't know if that's the right book. We don't have a clue. And uh, the only way to find out is to subscribe to the Wall Street Journal. So start calling all your friends and family and say, does anyone have a subscription to the Wall Street Journal? We don't want you to Photoshop or we don't want you to screenshot anything. We don't want you to cut and paste anything. Just what's the name of the book? That's all I want. Just the name of the book because I want us to be on the lookout for it and then maybe maybe we'll get some people to read it and we'll do some discussion about it. But uh, the Wall Street Journal, again, it was published. Well, the easiest way to get to this article, if you if you want to be, uh, I think I think this will be helpful. The easiest way to get to this article is really go to thegospelcoalition.org. That's all run together. The Gospel Coalition, all run together. Thegospelcoalition.org. Then just kind of swipe down on the on the on the screen, and you'll see on the right hand side something called Around the Web, and you'll see the Apocryphal Gospels Review, Good News and Fake News, and you tap on that, and it takes you to the Wall Street Journal, the Apocryphal Gospels Review, and. Uh, it was published June the 6th at 6.59 p.m., 
and it just leaves out. We don't. I, they give us the history of of where a lot of these Gnostic gospels were found in 1945 by Muhammad Ali. Um, yeah, the, there, there you have it. I, I, I don't know what else to say other than I just saw this and I wanted to share it with everyone else. But if you don't know anything about the Gnostic Gospels, I give you a little bit of background using the Got Questions uh, article. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, it, it's just weird. Like I would have expected that in the Wall Street Journal. I, I really wouldn't have. And but I would really wish that they would have just put the name of the book. At the beginning, I really, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of people going to be like, oh, the Wall Street Journal has an article about the Gnostic Gospels. Let me subscribe to that right now. I, You think that their their key audience and key demographic probably don't really care much about the Gnostic Gospels. They care about business news. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. But um, I, I don't know what else to say. That's That's what's happening here and the headquarters for the Theology Central podcast is a, I'm sitting here looking at a partial article from the Wall Street Journal going, okay, I need the name of the book because we need to determine, are we getting ready to get an explosion of interest once again in the Gnostic Gospels? And if so, we need to be ready. If not, let's move on. You tell me what you find. Again, you can email me, newsif at yahoo.com. To the person who, who found at least, he found he found a very recent book on the Apocryphal Gospels. That's really cool. Maybe that's the book. Again, it's called The Apocryphal Gospels, Jesus Traditions Outside of the Bible. We don't know if this is the book. I was hoping there would be something from this article that I could, I'd go, oh yeah, that's it, but we, we cannot be dogmatic until we uh, unlock the article or find someone who ha- has it unlocked. And uh, you let me know what you find. Newsif at yahoo.com or, uh, hang on, let me look here. Let me do a couple of things because sometimes people will post a comment and then all of a sudden it'll stop showing up on my computer. So let me make sure there's not more comments in the chat. Just give me one second. Okay, no, no, no more comments. So that's that's good. I want to make sure I wouldn't miss anything. Make sure there's nothing going on crazy in the Discord channel. I don't think I see anything going on in the Discord channel. No, nothing going on in the Discord channel. Okay, wanted to make sure I did not miss anything. Okay, so when we if we find the name of the book first, it'll be added to the Theology Central Book Club. Uh, and if you are interested in joining that, it's free. You don't have to buy anything. It just helps you see what books we're talking about. It's, and then if you want to purchase them, they, the, I don't get any of the money. So it's not like a money-making scheme. Just an easy way when I'm saying, hey, we're talking about this book. Well, you get the notification. I just add it to the book club. Um, and if I find it, I'll post it in the Discord channel. And if anyone else finds it, they can post it in the Discord channel. Or if anyone can find it, they can email me, newsif at yahoo.com. And we'll keep our ears to the ground and our eyes open. Is that is that the correct way? We're going to keep our ears open. We're going to keep our eyes. Now you keep your eyes open. You keep your ears tuned in. I don't know. We're going to pay attention and see if we start noticing. Wait, I, I mean, I've got, I subscribe to like every podcast that's ever been made and currently being made. So if anyone starts talking about a new book on the Apocrypha, boom, we'll be, we'll be looking for it. We'll be looking for it. And, uh, We'll see. This could be like, oh, some book, some obscure book on the apocryphal Gnostic Gospels have been uh, uh, published and nobody cares. 
So it may be one of those things, or we'll see. It really depends on the, is it a more academic book? Or it's a more for the average person. The academic books can have major implication on biblical scholarship. The everyday book for the average person can have more major impact in popular culture or within the culture. So we'll pay attention to see what's happening. All right. We'll stop there for now, and we'll see what else happens in the next little while. All right. Thanks for listening. God bless.